is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, one thing on this program that we try to do is bring you a different perspective, bring uh, people together that don't necessarily agree with each other. Um, I love this Friday hour because Bill O'Reilly is here and I love the guy and I don't always agree with his opinion. Uh, And Michael Mallett, who I think is hysterical, uh, but I certainly don't agree with his opinion all the time. And I don't think Bill and Michael would agree on, on a lot of stuff. However, we have all found a way to common sense. And that is what the world needs. Open up your mind. Expand it a bit. Bill O'Reilly, the news of the week in 60. Karen wrote in about her uh, about her aches and pains. She said, I used to complain to my husband that I just heard all over. I finally decided to try Relief Factor. And before I even finished the three-week quick start, I noticed... I didn't hurt anymore. That did it for me. I'll be a lifelong user of Relief Factor. Way to get your life back, Karen. Thank you so much. Uh, It works for Karen, works for me, works for thousands of people uh, all over the country that are just in this audience. The three-week quick start was developed for you just to see if it works for you. It should work within three weeks. If you're not seeing any effects in three weeks, it probably won't. But 70% of the people who try the three-week quick start go on to order more month after month. ReliefFactor.com. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF. 1-800-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. ReliefFactor.com. The number four, Relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Mr. Bill O'Reilly, the author of Killing the Mob, which is out in bookstores everywhere. By the way, the Great Reset is back on shelves. Uh, ah, paper shortage and all. Uh, you can get that and, and uh, Killing the Mob as well. And BillOReilly.com. Hello, Bill. How are you? I'm okay. You know, you had the same problem I did. So Killing the Killers, The Secret War Against Terrorists, is supposed to come out in uh, November. Right. And they couldn't, they couldn't print them. I know. It's crazy. It is so absolutely it's, crazy. It's coming out May 3rd. I sent you the book. Of course, you're yep. going to deny getting it. I understand. No, that, I didn't. That I you'll deny it, but I sent it to you, and I hope you read it. You will like it, and you will learn back. All it's right. Important, important for you to learn. Okay. Bill. Yes. Biggest story of the week. Um, for me, because I'm in a unique perch here, um, and just let me explain to the Glenn Beck listeners, I get an enormous amount of mail because we have a television broadcast centered on BillOReilly.com, which is syndicated out. And then we have a radio broadcast, which like Beck and Beck is far more successful than I am on radio. Basically, because you can't see them. um, (laughs) Between the radio and the television, the reach is enormous and it's worldwide reach now. When I was at the Fox News Channel, we didn't go to most uh, foreign countries. Now we do. And it's startling to me, Beck, how little some people understand the Ukrainian-Putin situation. So explain and it. And it's also startling how much propaganda oh, yeah. and is, is in play and how, again, this is being politicized, almost like COVID. Mm-hmm. Do you realize there, there is a, um, <clears throat> I guess it's a Twitter thing, I stand with Putin? And it's exploding. And it's, it's 
it was put up there by Russians, by Russian propagandists working for Putin, because you can do that. And, and now I'm getting all this mail about I stand with Putin, and I'm basically lying about the whole thing from top to bottom. And then you have a guy like Colonel McGregor. You know who this guy is? No. Okay, so this guy McGregor worked for RT, the Russian television service. Well, he's all over cable basically telling Americans that, hey, you know, Putin, he's not doing anything that the United States didn't do in 1960 with Cuba. Mm. I mean, I'm sitting there, and, and, of course, and the hosts and the anchors who are talking to this McGregor, they don't say anything. They just let it go. And so this is such a dangerous situation, Ukraine. It's so intense, and it affects every single person on the planet. Yet we have this unbelievable barrage of propaganda, and many people are believing it. And I think that is a huge underreported story. I think, I think um, people are feeling that and seeing that and scratching their heads, uh, and yet nobody in the media is, is talking about it in any other way other than... No. How come all these Republicans suddenly love Vladimir Putin? You know what it is? Since you and I were, were pretty much involved with the change in television news from the inception, when the technology gave the big corporations the ability to do 24-7 news on TV, mm-hmm. in the beginning, traditional journalists were hired. People that were, you know, I have a master's degree in broadcast journalism, and then then I had worked local news and and network news, CBS and ABC as a correspondent. I knew what I was doing, and the people that were hired with me knew what they were doing. And now they hire people basically on ideology. Mm -hmm. Okay? So if you watch the three cable news operations, the people are sitting there because they will say what management wants them to say. All right? It's not like Glenn Beck was going to say what he he believes is right to say. It's these people are told what to say. And therefore, they're getting people that don't know anything, Beck. They know how to take orders, but they don't know what happened in the Cuban Missile Crisis. They don't know why there's a no-fly zone or what a no-fly zone is. or They don't know any of this. They so, don't know oil production. They don't know how it, it comes about. I, I'm getting this flood of letters about Biden's the devil because Biden's buying oil from Russia. Well, we've been buying oil from Russia for about 30 years. Right. Okay? So, yeah, Biden doesn't do what he should because he never does. But the other presidents bought oil from Putin, too. So here's the here's the thing on the the oil that I'd like to get your your view on. We are currently negotiating a new deal with Iran. Can you imagine how favorable those who are? That's true. Really? Yeah, I'm not sure that's true. Why? What this what the carrot is, Beck, is if Iran signs the nuke deal and says we're not going to develop any nukes. Uh then 
the United States might enter into oil talks with them. You see what I mean? Yeah, but the rest of the world, look, here's the, here's the thing that I, uh, that I don't think anybody is talking about. We are shiving ourselves, okay? If we want to cut off all uh, Russian oil, fine, I agree with it. If, if we were opening up all of our resources and we were doing what basically the what Trump was doing, we were energy efficient and energy independent. And we could then look at the oil companies and say, do you need some more restrictions pulled off? Can you open this up for for any more? And we were selling the world its oil, selling ourselves the oil. But we are cutting off all of our own resources at the same, we're more harsh on our resources than Putin, than we're being on Putin right now. That's suicide, Bill. Suicide. 100% correct. And it's even worse than that. It's even worse than what you just described. And by the way, that point of view has been put forth. So anybody paying attention has got to understand that point of view, that Biden has hurt this country because he is afraid of the, of the climate change warriors. Okay, and he's thrown all his restrictions on fossil fuel. But here's the kicker. So Beijing and Moscow just entered into an arrangement where Russia is sending billions of tons of coal over a long period of time to China, who's building coal plants. Yeah. So while the, the climate change warriors and Biden in the United States have strangled the fossil fuel industry and caused all Americans to double what they're paying for fuel. The other side of the world says, you're idiots. We're going to pollute the world even worse. So it's a planet. You're not going to have one side that's green and the other side brown. That's not how it works. Yet the U.S. media blacks out the reporting of India, of China, and Russia that they will not cooperate in the global warming fight. So therefore, the policy that we have is so self-destructive mm-hmm. to Americans. Now, I'm saying you, you should develop alternative energy, yes. and you should get away from fossil fuel, but yes. you don't destroy... Okay, what Americans need until you have the technology, the green technology, and we don't have it yet. If if you look at, I don't know if you read the J.P. Morgan Chase or Bank of America uh, outline, the Treasury just uh, moved us to GDP projection of zero, um, which is exciting. Uh, and Bank of America and uh, J.P. Morgan Chase just came out and they predicted one of them predicted $185 a barrel uh, oil. And the other one uh, said $200 a barrel. Um, this is, this is going to shut uh, I mean, us it's, it's just down. Crippling. It's right. crippling. I don't believe that will happen. I hope you're right. Um, because what I think will happen is OPEC will, you know, sense that it can make another hundred billion dollars and pump the hell out of the desert. Why the uh, hell are we not doing that? This makes me because so of the global angry. warming people. Now, we <sighs> got to suffer through three more years of Biden. But come November, Biden is just cut off if the Republicans win both 
houses. If they don't screw it up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I have no confidence, but it's going to be like a Trump vote. So the reason Trump lost was because Americans voted against Trump, Mm -hmm. not for Biden. Right. So now that's going to be the same mindset, we're going to vote against Biden and the Democrats, not particularly for the Republicans who have very difficult time articulating anything. Um, And I believe that will happen. It's almost assured now that it will happen because nobody has any confidence in Joe Biden's leadership. I mean, if you watch the State of the Union, you saw a guy who really didn't know what he was saying. He was just reading words off a paper, you know, and and Biden, one of the few presidents that doesn't even edit his speeches, he, he rehearses them because they don't want him to fumble. But it's like when Trump got a speech, when Obama got a speech, Anybody. neither wrote. I write everything I say back, mm-hmm. as you probably know. Neither Trump nor Obama wrote, but they edited. Biden doesn't do that. They just hand them the pages. And, and you know, when you're watching him as a professional, like you and I ostensibly are, <laughs> you can see it. You can see it. I mean, he goes the Iranian people. He meant the mm. Ukrainian people. Right. Now, and folks don't know this, but he's looking at a teleprompter with giant letters. Giant letters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not little print. And he's, he, but he doesn't know what he's, because if he did know, immediately when you make a verbal mistake on a teleprompter, you correct it. Oh, I mean, I just booted that. So here's the correction. He just goes right through. And, and so I'm saying to myself, if Americans don't understand now what the deuce is happening, they're never going to understand. So this is kind of a, like a tipping point. If you know people in your life who think Joe Biden's doing a great job, those people are never going to be seen. You know, maybe you encourage them to move away. I don't know what you do. Bill O'Reilly back with him in just a second. Uh, uh, first, let me tell you about... Let me tell you about Goldline. Money doesn't buy happiness, but it rents it for a while. Uh, with inflation here, uh, we are going to be buying less and less. Uh, our money will be worth less and less until it eventually is worthless. <laughs> Thank you, Joe Biden. Here's what money does buy a certain level of security for you and your family. So when the U.S. dollar is losing its ability to do that, it's time to find solid ground. I just saw somebody, um, a um, financial guru that just said he thinks gold is going to three thousand dollars an ounce. I hope not because the world's insane, more insane than it is at three three thousand dollars an ounce. Um, But I don't buy it for investment purposes i i buy it for um a hedge against insanity just insanity what is going to be worth anything i like historic gold like the five dollar gold indians find out why from goldline this week goldline has a special promotion that includes free silver one ounce indian coin replicas uh with a box of 20 of the historic indian gold coins you're going to receive 10 of these silver replicas for free they're tough to find. It was silver shortages hitting the market now. So it's a great time to get involved. Call Goldline today, 866 Goldline. 866 Goldline. Call them right now. 10 seconds, station ID. Bill, have you ever interviewed uh, Vladimir Putin? 
No. Okay. I had an interesting uh, note, though, sent to me from the Russian ambassador that Putin wants to meet me. That happened about mm, eight months ago. Really? Yeah. And I said, uh, well, if he invites me to his $1 billion DACA on the Black Sea, maybe I'll make the trip. Do you realize that he's the richest man in the world, Beck? No. Yes, he is. Vladimir Putin is the wealthiest man on the planet. And part of the uh, good thing, there's a very few of them, is that he cannot spend his money now anywhere. So how he made his money was that if you want to do business with Russia, i.e. buy oil, buy anything, develop uh, business there, he gets a kickback. So killing the mob... Putin makes these guys look like Boy Scouts, Girl right. Scout cookie sales. All right. So anything that comes through commerce in the so in Russia, sorry, um, he gets a piece. That's why his pals, the oligarchs, the gangsters who run the industry. Okay, that's why. That's the deal. You get eighty, I get twenty. Then I send my money to various places. A lot of it's in Switzerland. Some of it's in Monaco. Mm -hmm. So Putin has a mistress. He's not married, but when he was, I, this woman was around. I think uh, yeah. he has a child by her. Yeah, he does. She lives in Monaco, okay, where Putin's yacht was uh, anchored. It's this giant yacht. And now they had to move it because they're seizing all the Russian mm. yachts. They're going to the Maldives. You know where the Maldives is? Uh, yes. It's south of India, because India will not cooperate with any of the sanctions against Russia, because Modi does business with Russia. And when you do business with Russia, you get a little backsheesh. You know what backsheesh is? Back that I don't. That's a bribe. All right. And well, if I'm ever in, ever in India... You I'll remember you not to offer one. Uh, <laughs> okay, so Putin's the most, he's the wealthiest guy in the world. He's got untold billions of dollars stashed all over the world. And that's one of the reasons that I didn't think he was going to invade. Right, Ukraine. and that's I was, what, I, I, that's what I want to ask you. You know, when you look at uh, the mob, uh, you, you can pretty much predict the mob because it's what's good for them. Yeah. This is not good for Putin, no. is it? No. So what is he doing? I, I, you know, maybe he's mad, M-A-D. I mean, maybe he's crazy. Because, look, step back. This will subside. Now, Ukraine may be enslaved by the Russians, but then they'll be, as there was in Afghanistan with the Soviet Union invasion, there'll be a guerrilla war, and then the Russian troops will be living in barracks, and all of a sudden a hand grenade will come through the window. And that's not going to stop, all right? That'll continue on, that urban warfare. So Putin gets nothing out of this. He gets nothing out of Ukraine. There's nothing there that benefits Putin other than I'm a macho man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to reimpose the Soviet Union. Now, you say to yourself, the guy can't spend his money. He can't go anywhere. Forever he's a villain. He's Saddam. He's Saddam Hussein. That's who he is. Right after Saddam invaded Kuwait, and then we had to fight a little war to get him out of there, that was the end of him. He couldn't go anywhere. He's not invited to any place. Nobody's going to talk to him. And that's what Putin did. So Putin was a world leader. They booted him out of the G8 for seizing Crimea. Didn't seem to care much about that. 
But now there's not going to be any summits with Putin. He's not going to be invited to Iceland to talk about stuff with Denmark. That's never going to happen again. He's going to sit on his tush in Russia and, I guess, invade Moldova next. I'm not quite sure. But it is insane what he did because he destroyed himself. Which makes me think we uh, that he we are dealing with a madman or we're dealing with somebody that we don't understand his motives. And that's even scarier to me. Bill yes, O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com. Uh, his uh, book, Killing the Mob, is out and available. Make sure you pick it up if you haven't already. BillOReilly.com. Bill, talk to you next week. Thanks. Well, I have been working out a lot, uh, thinking, no, wait, no, wait. I've been thinking about working out a lot, uh, lately and, uh, uh, and I still am not going to do it, but what I am doing is eat built bars. I like to eat. You see, I like sweet things. I like chocolate an awful lot. Um, Pat brought in his uh, cookies from his company, and they were mint chocolate, which is my favorite flavor. And it probably had about, what would you say, 70,000 calories in it? Speaking of that, I had the box right over here. Yeah, about 70,000 calories. Um, I will tell you, Built Bar has 130. And while they don't taste buttery like Pat's 70,000 calories... They are just they are delicious. Yeah. They are delicious, and they're a candy bar. It's a candy bar. Now it's healthy for you. 130 calories, about four net grams of uh, carbs, uh, and uh, lots and lots of protein. It's a protein bar, really. It's a health bar, but it tastes like a candy bar. Check them out. Built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code Beck15 and save 15%. Built.com. Pick up your copy now of The Great Reset by Glenn Beck, available at glensnewbook.com and bookstores everywhere. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome, Mr. Michael Malice. Michael, how are you, sir? I'm well. How are you, Glenn? Well, I'm uh, I'm not as good as you are, quite honestly. I know your dad has business in Ukraine, and he is out. Correct? Yeah, that's it. Was good to hear. Um, yeah. It was it was a very, very disturbing news. Uh, you know, I was born there, as you know. My whole family is from there. We got out in the '70s, and I got a call from my sister. And I think when people see headlines. Uh, it's a lot different when it's something that is personal, oh, you know, yeah. obviously. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he was making his way west. Uh, we're from Lviv, which is the furthest west, you know, major city in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And my dad is not a very nice, cuddly person. Um, <laughs> I've never seen him. I mean, as you can imagine, given the spawn that he created. Um, and I've never seen him cry. I've never even say he's been upset by something you know what i mean not because he's a tough guy he's very sarcastic and eye-rolling and he was telling my sister that you know he's on this train car and there's all these moms with their kids and the kids are all crying and he's sitting next to this little boy 
who was crying that they're going to kill my dad. They're going to kill my dad. And, you know, it, it broke him up. And when you hear things like this, I think that's, you know, the most important thing in a situation is, you know, you know, there's all these information and misinformation going on the media. But what we do know is there's a million people who are correctly fleeing war. And, you know, that is where my thoughts are with. Michael, what did you learn from your dad, if anything, um, that might differ with the highly censored news that we're receiving? Um, I don't know that he would have any particular perspective as to what's going on in the news, other than the fact that, you know, the people are, you know, we're hearing a lot of this like counter propaganda that like, oh, it's not that bad. They're not targeting civilians. You know, that's just people beating the war drums against Putin. And that might be all well and good, but you don't have to target civilians to make civilians terrified, Mm -hmm. understandably. You don't have to target civilians when a military is coming to seize towns. And, you know, when you're arming an entire population and, and, you know, making it illegal for the men to leave were at least very difficult. I'm not sure what the latest you know, principles are. And, and, you know, separating families with just a backpack on their back. So thankfully, what, what else, you know, he told my sister is when they got across the border, they were being taken care of. There was food for them, diapers, you know, baby formula and whatnot. Um, so that is, you know, a little modicum of hope. But I got to tell you, you know, you know, I'm technically Ukrainian refugee, uh, under far better circumstances. But, you know, this the, when you're a kid and you see something like this, that's going to screw you up for life. For life. Um, Michael, uh, because you are a Ukrainian refugee and, uh, you know, your dad just escaped, um, tell me what we should be doing. Well, I, I mean, he had the golden ticket, the American passport. So I don't think he was ever really in, in you know, in danger. We should. I, I don't know. You know, this is the thing. There, there's so much. Um, I don't know that this is a situation where there's any necessarily good guys. What mm-hmm. we should be doing, what I did, I, I raised some money yesterday on YouTube um, for World Central Kitchen to feed people who are hungry who have been displaced in different organizations. That's what I'm focused on. But in terms of what's going on there, I don't understand Putin's endgame at all. Because, you know, this goes back to Thatcher and the Falklands. You don't get to be the aggressor and then sit down and say, now let's have a discussion. That question was kind of resolved internationally in the early 80s with Argentina and the Falklands. Reagan, you know, was telling her, and Al Haig, the Secretary of State at the time, was telling her, let's sit down and talk with the Argentinians. And she's like, no, you don't get to discuss uh, peace after you've invaded. You, you remove your forces, then we can talk until doomsday. But after that, that is not the time for conversation. And I don't think that that's in an inaccurate position. And Putin knows this is the international principle. He saw what happened at the UN when you have Iran and Israel voting the same, that that's telling you something. Maybe it's not something nice, but regardless, uh, he's not a stupid person. Uh, I, I don't see he's a KGB agent. So he's clearly a conniving Machiavellian. So, I mean, I don't think he thinks 
that he's just going to seize Kiev and everyone else is just going to shrug their shoulders and be like, well, I guess Ukraine is back to Russia now. Is it too crazy in today's world to think that perhaps uh, he believes he can outlast sanctions longer than the West can with the oil game? I mean, you know, oil has now hit one hundred and twenty dollars a barrel. One hundred and forty sustained collapsed us in two thousand eight. Um, you know, is there is there a chance he's thinking I can be the one to destroy the West and have them collapse before I collapse? You know what? I if I had to, if you put a gun to my head and asked me, what do I think he's thinking? Yeah, I would bet that he's trying to get the West and especially Europe distracted so that China pulls something. Because there's no doubt in my mind that China knew what he was going to do. Oh, he gave them the heads up. They, he, so, they said to him, can you just delay it until the Olympics are over? Yeah, exactly. So the fact that they gave him the green light and that they have designs on Taiwan at the minimum um, is very concerning to me. And when, when Macron, who I don't particularly trust or like, uh, is telling us that the worst is yet to come, well, I don't know what that means, but it sure doesn't sound better. <laughs> <laughs> and the French, no misery. You know, the French, no misery. So, I mean, good food, but everything else is miserable over in France. Um, <laughs> um, Michael, how can, we, can, how can we help? What was the organization you were giving to? It was called World Central Kitchen. Um, it's it's founded by Chef, Chef Jose Andre, I think is his name. And basically, there's different places around the world where they you know feed people and just have cooks who give people a hot meal. Uh, so I think this is as apolitical and as you know basic decency as it gets. Uh, thank you for that. It, do you uh, do you have any other thoughts on anything other than uh, Ukraine? Did you see the president's speech? Oh, God, I, 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 I was at the gym, so I saw highlights. Uh, my thoughts are also with the Iranian people. And he's true. He's right. Uh, Putin will never take the hearts of the Iranian people. I think that, I, you know, you, got, you conservatives like to attack the president and call him dishonest. But right. he's telling the truth. He was. The, he was at an app. You have to give him credit for yeah, that. Yeah, you do. You, you do. Although I think he, I think, I think he's going for the hearts of the the uh, Iranian uh, Iranian people. <laughs> the, the, Ura- yeah. the Iranian people yeah. and the Jupiter people yeah. and the Saturn people <laughs> will never submit to tyranny, no matter how many moons they have. Right. We have one moon, and I'm going to walk on it. I'm going to be the first president to walk on the moon. Jill, where's my walker? <laughs> Michael Malice, thank you so much. Michael Malice. Uh, Always a pleasure. You, you bet. Uh, the author of The Anarchist Handbook and host of the podcast, You're Welcome. You can find him at michaelmalice.com. You know how uh, they teach people working in banks to detect counterfeit money? Kind of interesting. Uh, they mostly show them what to look for in legitimate bills because something's almost always missing in counterfeit. When children learn about history and the values of their country, it is vital that they first learn what's supposed to be there. That way, it's easy for them to spot and go, wait a minute, you're missing this. The things that should be there in education, it's a lot of missing stuff. We are getting counterfeit history right now. It is 
your God-given duty. Wow, that takes on a different feel in today's world, doesn't it? It is your God-given duty to prepare your children for the world they are about to inherit. The Tuttle Twins books teach about freedom and the history of America, but they also do more than that. They reach in and grab your kids' imaginations through the stories that are based on classic and important American books. The Tuttle Twins tell stories that will stick with them forever. Get a free copy of the 13 questions to level up your family dinner conversation. It's They're fantastic. Uh, and their free workbooks right now. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Get a 35% discount plus the bonuses. That sale ends today. So get them today. TuttleTwinsBeck.com. That's TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glenbeck.com. Welcome uh, to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, in case you in case you need to hear what's going on, uh, f- you know, in Ukraine from the other side of the world, here is uh, the an India talk show host explaining the uh, Ukrainian Russian war. Daniel McAdams, j- just take a just take a bit of a chill pill. I didn't even address the question to you. Relax. Calm down. I don't want to relax. No, My no. country uh, is well at then, war. Well, Mr. McAdams, Mr. McAdams, if you are so concerned, if you are so concerned about Ukrainians, then no, no, hang on, hang on, Mr. McAdams, if you're so concerned about, no, no, hang on, if you're so concerned about, get off the fence and send your forces and put boots on the ground. Don't lecture us here in India, okay? I'm not going to hear your lecture. And if you have really problems, go tell Mr. Uh, No, go tell the U.S. President, Mr. Biden, who flashes. No, no, hang on. Who flashes his fancy credentials? No, no, don't, 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 Mr. McAdams, tonight. Don't, Mr. McAdams, tonight. Play the play the for the West here. Do not do that. We have no. Hang on, hang on. You ask those Afghans. You ask those Afghans what they have gone through for. Off planes because you dumped them. Right. You asked. Okay. You asked I can't. Me. Now I don't understand anything. Do you understand anything? No, it's way too complex. I mean, they're just talking over each other. Here's a better explanation of what's going on. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. And that's right. Basically, that's wrong. Oh, okay. Now, if you'd like a deeper explanation, (laughs) uh, not all the way to India, but a deeper explanation than that, congratulations. Uh, I have one. Today on the podcast, uh, it was actually released for uh, Blaze subscribers. You can get it today, Blaze TV, or you can get it tomorrow as we release it tomorrow for all podcast um, subscribers. Um Here's Adam Curry. Now, Adam Curry is the MTV guy. 
He's also probably the godfather of podcast, one of the very first real movers and shakers in the podcast world, and uh, got Steve Jobs to add that to the uh, the Apple. What were those called? iPod? No. Uh, yeah, iPod. iPods. iPods. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he he was instrumental in that. He's quite a brilliant guy with a very big background, and we sat down and we talked about Ukraine. Here he is. Listen. Anyone who has a brain will say, if we're taking away petroleum and oil and we're replacing it with renewables, doesn't that screw up the petrodollar? Mm-hmm. Well, because the reason why the dollar is the reserve currency is because we told Saudi Arabia, price it in dollars, everyone buys it in dollars. We clear those dollars through the New York Fed, through SWIFT. And, um, and if someone makes a problem, then we'll come in with our army. And if you try to sell in euros, um, correct, Gaddafi, you know, we'll, uh, we'll come and kill you. And that's basically how the dominance has always been there. So clearly that's not aligned with the climate message. And enter... Um, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, the Fink, I call him the Fink, Larry Fink. Um, These are people who are transforming our world in front of us. And so I... I, Openly. Yeah. Oh, no, this is the point. This is no conspiracy. They're telling you. So I Googled that phrase, transform the global financial system. Up pops Mm GFANS, which is the Geneva Financial Advisor Net Zero organization, headed by Michael Bloomberg, headed by uh, Carney, the former uh, uh, Bank of England director. Um, Fink is in there, the CEO of every single bank, uh, City, JP, they're all in there. And there's a pledge. It's Glasgow, isn't it? The Glasgow, not Geneva? Oh, Glasgow, I'm sorry. Yes. Sorry. No, no, thank you. And, And I look at the pledge that they have in there. And the pledge says, I pledge that every deal I do, everything I do right now, will be to get us to net zero by 2050 or mm-hmm. before. And I will not invest in anything that has to do with oil. Mm-hmm. So now we get to where we are today. What is, what is, so we have a Putin, Russia, we don't need to talk about what actually the history of that is. Kinetic attack, supposedly, it seems a little sketchy, all the stuff that I'm seeing. And we're hitting back with what? Financial weapons. Mm-hmm. Why? Why are we using financial weapons? I believe this is it, Glenn. I believe this is never let a crisis go to waste. This is the tipping point. We need to price energy so high because that's the effect. That's the effect. Energy is going to be so high. And some other, because when you, and we can talk about SWIFT in a minute, when you change something in a system, in a network like that, I know enough from technology that one small change, that can screw up a lot of things. Already wheat prices are now as high as Arab Spring days. So there's going to be, Really, really, really hard times. And I think that the idea is to shut down global production because of the cost of energy. No one's going to want to produce. Go back home. Sit at home. Don't worry. We'll take care of you just like COVID. We're going to send you money. This time, though, not a check. This time, it's your Federal Reserve digital dollar. And then we're in deep trouble. And I don't think that's stoppable. I think that is, is unstoppable at this point. But I'm a Doomer optimist, so I have, I have ideas and solutions. You know, I have ideas. <laughs> I am an optimistic catastrophist. Uh, I'm also a conspiracy therapist. Yeah. So, yes, I have <laughs> a number good. of uh, phrases. Yeah. It is a great podcast. Don't miss it. This is the Glenn Beck Program.